Chapter 18 of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Swallow is Gone. What is the child saying? asked Mrs. Bobbsey of her husband, for she did not hear all that Freddie said. He's calling about having found a hen's nest, Mr. Bobbsey answered, but he must be mistaken. There can't be any chickens on this island. Maybe there are, said Mrs. Bobbsey. Perhaps, after all, someone lives here on the other side where we haven't been, and they may keep chickens. Oh, no, answered her husband. I hardly think so, said Cousin Jasper, but we'll go to look at what Freddie has found. Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey, with Cousin Jasper, followed by Bert and Nan, hurried down the beach to Flossie and Freddie, standing beside a hole they had dug in the sand. The children were looking down into it. I busted one egg with my clamshell shovel, Freddie was saying, but there's a lot left. They were all covered with sand, added Flossie, and we dug em up, didn't we, Freddie? We dug up the chickie's nest. But we didn't see any chickens, said the little boy. And for a very good reason, stated Cousin Jasper with a laugh, as he looked down into the little sand pit. Those are the eggs of a turtle. Perhaps the very turtle that had hold of your dress, Flossie. Do turtles lay eggs? asked Freddy in surprise. Indeed they do, said Cousin Jasper. Oh, gasped Flossie. And the turtle's eggs are good to eat, too. They are not quite as nice as the eggs of a hen, but lots of people, especially those who live on some of these islands, like them very much, went on Mr. Dent. Does a turkle lay its eggs in a nest like a hen? Flossie questioned. What made them all be covered up? Well, answered Cousin Jasper, as they all looked at the eggs in the sand, a turtle lays eggs like a hen, but she cannot hover over them and hatch them as a hen can, because a turtle has no warm feathers. You know it takes warmth and heat to make an egg hatch, and as a turtle isn't warm enough to do that, she lays her eggs in the warm sand and covers them up. The heat of the sun and the warm sand soon hatch the little turtles out of the eggs. Would turtles come out of these eggs? asked Nan. Really, truly, added Flossie. Just as surely as little chickens come out of hen's eggs, answered Cousin Jasper, but they must be kept warm. Then we'd better cover em up again, exclaimed Freddy. We found the turtles' eggs when we were digging in the sand, Flossie and me, and I didn't know they were there, and I busted one of the eggs. First I thought they were white stones, but when I busted one and the white and yellow came out, I found they were eggs. And the shells aren't hard, said Mrs. Bobbsey, as she leaned over the hole and touched the queer eggs in the sand nest. The shells are like the shell of a soft egg a hen sometimes lays except that the shells, or rather skins, of these eggs are thicker than those of a chicken, explained Cousin Jasper. These egg skins are like a piece of leather. If they were hard, like the eggs of a hen, perhaps the little turtles could not break their way out. As a turtle, though it can give a hard bite, has no pointed beak to pick a hole in the shell. Well, you have made quite a discovery, said Mr. Bobbsey to the little twins. Better cover the eggs up now, so the little turtles in them will not get cold and die. Are there turtles in them now? asked Freddy. 
No, these eggs must be newly laid, Cousin Jasper said. But if they are kept warm long enough, the little turtles will come to life in them and break their way out. Would you like some to eat, he asked Mr. Bobbsey. The father of the twins shook his head. I don't believe I care for any, he answered. I'm not very fond of eggs anyhow, and I'll wait until we can find some that feathered chickens lay. Well, I'll take a few for myself, and I know Captain Crane likes them, said Cousin Jasper. The rest we will leave to be hatched by the warm sun. Mr. Dent took some of the eggs out in his hat, and then Flossie and Freddie covered the rest with sand again. We'll dig in another place so we won't burst any more turtles' eggs, said the little boy, as he walked down the beach with Flossie, each one carrying a clam shell. It was so nice on Palm Island that Mrs. Bobbsey said they would have supper there before going back on board the Swallow to spend the night. So more things to eat were brought off in the small boat, and, as the sun was sinking down in the west, turning the blue waves of the sea to a golden color, the travelers sat on the beach and ate. Maybe we could build a little campfire here and stay for a while after dark, suggested Bert, who felt that he was getting to be quite a large boy now. Oh, no, indeed, we won't stay here after dark, cried Mrs. Bobbsey. Snakes and turtles and all sorts of things might crawl up out of the ocean and walk all around us on the beach. As soon as it gets dark, we'll go back to the ship. Yes, I think that would be best, said Mr. Bobbsey. When we get to the other island where we hope to find Jack, it will be time enough to camp out. Shall we stay there long, Bert wanted to know. It all depends on how we find that poor boy, answered Cousin Jasper. If he is all right and doesn't mind staying a bit longer, we can make a camp on the island. There are some tents on board, and we can live in them while on shore. Oh, that'll be almost as much fun as Blueberry Island, cried Nan. It'll be nicer, Bert said. Blueberry Island was right near shore, but this island is away out in the middle of the ocean, isn't it, Cousin Jasper? Well, not exactly in the middle of the ocean, was the answer, but I think perhaps there is more water around it than was around your Blueberry Island. After supper, which, like their lunch, was eaten on the beach under the palm trees, the Bobbsey twins and the others went back to the Swallow. The men working for the engineer, Mr. Chase, had not yet gotten the engine fixed. And it would take perhaps two more days, they said, as the break was worse than they had at first thought. Well, we'll have to stay here, that's all, said Cousin Jasper. I did hope we would hurry to the rescue of Jack, but it seems we can't. Anyhow, it would not do to go on with a broken engine. We might run into a storm at sea, and then we would be wrecked. So we will wait until everything is all right before we go sailing over the sea again. It seems like being back home, said Mrs. Bobbsey, as she sat down later in a deck chair. Didn't you like it on the island, asked Bert. Yes, but after it got dark, some big turtle might have come up out of the sea and pulled on you as one did on Flossie, and Bert's mother smiled. Well, no mud turkles can get on our ship, can they? asked the little fat fairy. 
No turtles can get on board here unless they climb up the anchor cable, said Captain Crane with a laugh. Now we'll get all snug for the night, so if it comes on to blow or storm, we shall be all right. It was a little too early to go to bed, so the Bobbsey twins and the grown folks sat on deck in the moonlight. The men of the crew and the cook sat on the other end of the deck and also talked. It was very warm, for the travelers were now in southern waters, nearer the equator than they had ever been before. Even with very thin clothes on, the air felt hot, though, of course, just as at Lakeport or Meadowbrook, it was cooler in the evening than during the day. "'It's almost too hot to go down into the stateroom,' said Mrs. Bobbsey. "'I wonder if we couldn't sleep out on deck.' "'Yes, we could have the mattresses brought up,' said Cousin Jasper. "'I have often slept on the deck of my own boat.' "'Some of the crew are going to, they tell me,' Captain Crane said. "'Then we will,' Mr. Bobbsey decided. "'It will be more like camping out, "'and it certainly is very hot, even with the sun down.' We may have a thunderstorm in the night, the captain said, but we can sleep out until then. So the mattresses and bed covers were brought up from the stateroom. This is a new kind of camping out, isn't it? remarked Flossie, as she viewed the bringing up of the bed things with great interest. It's a good deal like moving, I think, answered Freddie. Only, of course, we haven't got any moving van to load the things onto. "'What would you do with a moving van out here on a boat?' demanded Bert. "'I could put it on another boat, one of those flat ones, like they have down at New York, where the horses and wagons walk right on,' insisted Freddie, thinking of a ferry boat. "'Well, we haven't any such boats around here, so we'd better not have any moving vans either,' remarked Mr. Bobbsey with a laugh. "'I don't want to move anywhere anyway,' said Flossie. I'm too tired to do it. I'm going to stay right where I am. Oh, so am I going to stay, cried Freddie quickly. Come on, let us make our beds right over here. And he caught up one of the smaller mattresses. He struggled across the deck with it, but got his feet tangled up in one end and pitched headlong. Look out there, Freddie Bobbsey, or you'll go overboard, cried his brother, as he rushed to the little boy's assistance. If I went overboard, could I float on the mattress? questioned Freddie, as he scrambled to his feet. I don't think so, answered his father, and anyway, I wouldn't try it. Presently, the mattresses and bed covers were distributed to everyone's satisfaction, and then all lay down to rest. For a time, Flossie and Freddie, as well as Nan and Bert, tossed about, but at last they fell asleep. It was very quiet on the sea the only noise being the lapping of the waves against the sides of the swallow. Mrs. Bobbsey was just falling into a doze when there was a sudden splash in the water and a loud cry. Man overboard! Man overboard! someone yelled. Oh, if it should be one of the children, cried Mrs. Bobbsey, for no matter whether it is a boy, girl, or woman that falls off a ship at sea, a sailor will always call man overboard. I suppose that is easier and quicker to say. Who is it? What's the matter? cried Mr. Bobbsey, awakened suddenly from his sleep. There was more splashing in the water alongside the boat, 
and then Captain Crane turned on a lamp that made the deck and the water about very light. "'Jim Black fell overboard,' answered Mr. Chase, the engineer. He got up to draw a bucket of water to soak his head in so he could cool off, and he reached over too far. "'Is he all right?' asked Captain Crane. "'Yes, I'm all right,' was the answer of the sailor himself. "'I feel cooler now.' At this the older people laughed. He had fallen in with the clothes on in which he had been sleeping, but as soon as he struck the water he swam up, made his way to the side of the ship, grabbed a rope that was hanging over the side, and pulled himself to the deck. "'My, what a fright I had!' exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey. "'I thought one of the children had rolled into the ocean.' "'That couldn't happen,' said Captain Crane. "'There is a strong railing all about the deck.' "'Well, it's cooler now,' said Mrs. Bobbsey. "'I think I'll take the twins and go to our regular beds.' She did this and was glad of it, for a little later a thunderstorm broke and it began to rain, driving everyone below. The rest of the night the storm kept up, and though the thunder was loud and the lightning very bright, the rain did one good service. It made the next day cooler. "'Well, shall we go ashore again?' asked Mr. Bobbsey when breakfast had been eaten aboard the swallow. Oh, yes, cried the twins. We want to go swimming again. And I'm going to watch out for mud turkles, said Flossie, as she called them. Once more they went to the beach of Palm Island, and they had dinner on the shady shore. In the afternoon, leaving the engineer and his helpers on board to work away at the motor, the whole party of travelers, Captain Crane, Cousin Jasper, and all, started on a walk to the other side of the island. This took them out of sight of the boat. They found many pretty things at which to look. Flowers, a spring of sweet water where they got a drink, little caves and dells, and a place where hundreds of birds made their nests on a rocky cliff. The birds wheeled and soared about, making loud noises, as they saw the Bobbsey twins and the others near their nests. It was along in the afternoon when they went back to the beach where they had eaten and where they were to have supper. Bert, who had run on ahead around a curve in the woodland path, came to a stop on the beach. Why, why, he cried, she's gone. The swallow is gone. And he pointed to the little bay. The motorboat was no longer at anchor there. End of chapter 18